Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Monday, May 30th, 2022. A.W. Tozer says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. This is a wonderful quote because it reminds us that everything in our lives hinges on how we view the one who created us. As creatures, we must view our creator correctly or else we will live out of alignment with how he's designed us. And our Old Testament reading is a wonderful psalm, Psalm 104, pointing us back to the creation order, reminding us of the praiseworthy work that our Lord did when he created everything. This entire psalm was such a joy for me to read today because it's not often that I praise God specifically for being my creator, but I'm glad this psalm has reminded me to do this this morning. The creation account can become so familiar to us over time, but it shouldn't. We should be blown away by God's creation and even more so that he created us. Hear the very first words of this psalm. It says, O Lord, my God, you are very great. To the extent that we believe this will determine how we actually live our lives. This psalm goes on to praise God for his perfect created order. What's interesting about this psalm, in some sense, it follows the general outline of the creation account found in Genesis 1, 1 through 31. I recommend getting out your Bible and reading Genesis 1, 1 through 31, and then reading Psalm 104 to see the similarities. The psalmist is clearly praising God for his provision and care resulting from the created order. Why is it so important to think of God as our creator? Well, I want to suggest a few reasons. First, it puts us in our rightful place as the creation, as creatures. This means that we submit to our creator completely. Second, it helps us to see just how much we rely on God. This should increase our prayer life, causing us to go to the only one who can provide continually. Third, it helps us to be more grateful. God didn't just create a bland world only satisfying our most basic needs. No, read Psalm 104 carefully and you will see just how kind God is to provide above and beyond our needs, blessing us with many blessings. Four, it brings peace. If we are in Christ, then the creator of all things is our father. And when we read his promise to provide in Matthew 6, we can be confident that he will. Fifth, it heightens our view of God. God isn't working hard to create. He did not rest on the sixth day because he was tired. He was presenting a pattern for his creation to follow. God doesn't exert energy to create. And when we see how he creates and what he creates, it should raise our view of him to new levels, helping us to praise him all the more. I want to read the final verses of this psalm, verses 31 through 35. These verses serve as a final benediction to the Lord in this psalm. They appear to have come from the angle of the psalmist desiring the ungodly to be removed from God's creation, alluding to the final judgment and even looking forward to the new heaven and new earth. It says this, May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. 
May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. May we be so overwhelmed with God's perfection. May we be so consumed with a desire for God to be glorified that we can say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And may that attitude result in obedience to God's commands. Today in our New Testament reading, we have some very familiar commands. Three passages explaining the Great Commission. These three passages are Matthew 28, 16-20, Mark 16, 15-20, and Luke 24, 44-53. What do all of these passages have in common? Christ's command to his disciples and to us to go and make disciples otherwise known as bringing the gospel message to a lost world, seeing people get saved, seeing people get baptized, and then helping them to know what the scriptures say and how to live them out. Making disciples by seeing people get saved, but then continuing to disciple them throughout their lives. That is what Jesus is telling us to do in these passages. Now, While reading these passages today, especially in light of Genesis 1, 1 through 31 and Psalm 104, I couldn't help but think of a few things myself that I wanted to share with you. God created us for a purpose, and the big P purpose, so to speak, is to glorify him. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. But then God makes us a new creation in Christ. Those of us who've been saved by Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new Has come. And as new creations, as Christians, we now have a purpose that is specific. It is how we glorify God as his children, at least in the most specific way that we've been called to do as the mission of the church. God calls us to make disciples. God allows us to labor by his power to see people become new creations. What a privilege this is. Here's a way to think about how this all fits into the big picture. God created everything perfect, as we see in Genesis 1. Then sin entered the world, as we see in Genesis 3. Now God is recreating men and women through the blood of Christ, and God will recreate everything one day after he judges the world completely and makes a new heaven and earth. In light of Psalm 104 today, perhaps these commands to make disciples can help us see just what a privilege it is to be a part of God's plan to redeem his creation from sin. And it's also another great great reminder that we must know the whole story of our holy God. It's helpful to seek to understand all of scripture from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, 21, the entire canon of scripture, all of God's words that he gave us to know him and to know how he desires us to live. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. I pray that as you meditate on Psalm 104 and these New Testament passages about the mission of the church today, that your view of God is heightened and you see the great privilege of living the Christian life. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today in Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.